0: Uh, Today we are beginning a new series of messages called Advent, the Miracle of Christmas. And so the focus for today is going to be on Advent, the Miracle of the Moment, where we are actually just simply speaking about the birth of Jesus. And what I hope that we're going to discover today, and just something that I thought was really interesting, is that whenever it comes to Christmas and whenever, whenever it comes to who God is, one thing that God does is God always does everything with precision, uh, God is God is a God of timing. He is never early and He's never late. And an example, of course, of that that we're going to be focusing in on today is going to be on Christmas itself. Now, I like the fact that God is a God of precision because I, I and I think most of us would as well. But I really believe this. I believe that most of us like it when when stuff runs right, when it runs well. I mean, whenever you get into your car, isn't it nice when you get in your car and you turn the key? And and it, it actually comes on I mean we expect that to happen Whenever you walk into a building or You walk into your house And you flip your light switch You have an expectation that it's going to work You have an expectation that lights are going to come on And and that's one of the neat things about God Is that God is a God of precision And, and you can see it in, in everything You can see it in God's creation uh, I was reading a couple of things That talked about how precise creation is and it talked about how the moon and the earth relate to one another, and the importance of the moon. It helps the earth make sure that it, it has the right tilt to it. And if the moon wasn't there, then then there wouldn't be any seasons. And then it talked about our relationship, the Earth's relationship to the sun. And it, it's interesting that it is precisely the perfect distance away from the Earth so that it can it can warm our planet, so that it can cause things to grow. Earth is actually, it is 93 million miles away from the sun. Now, I found this interesting. Now, 93 million miles away, that's that's a long way. And so was like, well, you know, how far away is that? Well, here's what they've discovered. If you were to take a car and somehow you could actually drive to the sun, which I don't know why you'd want to, but if you drove to the sun and you average 60 miles an hour on the drive, it would take you 177 years to get there. That would be a bad drive, right? So that, that's it's a long ways away, but it's precisely at just the right distance. Uh, in, in creation, Jupiter is one of our sister planets, and it is precisely in the right location. It's precisely in the right location because what it does is as asteroids and comets and debris come through our solar system, that Jupiter ends up taking the brunt of all those blows, sparing Earth from being hit. So that's just one thing that I I love about God, is that God is a God of precision. But He's also, and we see this also, that He is a God of precision whenever it came to the birth of Jesus. Whenever Jesus arrived on this earth, y'all, it was because of the precision of who our God is. Jesus came at the right time. And so today in our passage of Scripture, what we're going to do is we're going to take a look and see... Why timing is so important, and why timing with Christmas was something that was so important in the mind of God. And so if you have your Bible, we're going to be looking in Galatians chapter 4, and we're going to look at one verse today. Galatians chapter 4, verse number 4. And as you turn there, the theme that was going on that Paul was working with as he wrote this letter to the Galatian church was that a person did not earn his way into God's salvation, that he did not, that God did not look down and say, "You know, you know, Billy's just been a really good guy. Go give him a free ticket to heaven." It's not the way that it works. Uh, instead, salvation and redemption is possible only because of God's grace. Only because God was willing to allow His Son to step into this world on Christmas in order to be our Savior, in order to take the brunt of sin for us. And so let's just take a look and talk about the timing of Christmas. And we're going to see a few things. And the first way that Christmas was all about timing is that Jesus arrived at the right moment. Whenever Christmas came about, Christmas came about at the right moment. So look with me in verse number 4, and I hope that you'll see this with me. But it says, But when the completion of the time came, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law now as we are heading into you know into Christmas season I know that there's a lot of people right now and especially my daughter one thing that she likes to that she went to holiday market I think yesterday or maybe it was the day before I don't even know what that is but she told me all about it and people at this time of year would love to shop I mean they like it a lot and businesses really like for you to shop as a matter of fact Christmas season is being celebrated earlier and earlier every year and it's happening because that is that is the time when businesses begin to make money. Uh it's you know, there's probably one of the biggest days of shopping, of course, is Black Friday, right after right after Thanksgiving. It's called Black Friday because that's when businesses they begin to move out of the red and they start moving into the black. Now I don't have a problem yeah, you know, I don't have a problem with people getting a good getting good deals for Christmas. I don't have a problem with people shopping. Just don't bring me with you. So all those things are fine, but I think where we get into trouble is sometimes we become very consumed with the idea of getting a good deal that we miss out on the miracle of the moment of Christmas. Now, sometimes we become so consumed with all the you know all the stuff that comes with Christmas, you know, with with family coming in. You know, where are they going to sleep, and do they get along, and what are we going to eat, and all these different things. That, that we end up becoming so focused on those things that we miss out on the, on the birth of Christ and what it's all about. And so that's why my, my hope today is that what we're going to do is that we're going to take time to reflect and find out why Christmas is so important and why it is truly a miracle. Now, we're going to see the importance of timing in the birth of Jesus here. And if you go back and you look in verse number 4, look what it says. It says, "When the time." came to completion. Now, now what does that mean? Well, it means that when Jesus entered into our world, it it wasn't just luck. When Jesus entered into our world, it it wasn't something that, that just happened. There was actually a plan for this. When Jesus was born, his birth was actually on the calendar of God. There's a reason why it happened on that very first Christmas, that particular day. It's because the moment was right for the birth of Jesus. Uh, You can read in in sources outside of the Bible during this time period. And it's really interesting whenever you begin to read through some of the, the Greek and Roman philosophers. And they said that during this time, during this day, there was an expectation that things had to get better. Uh, there was an expectation that there was going to be one who was going to come and be a deliverer. The people who were writing this were not Christians. They just said, man, things are so bad, there's got to be someone who's going to come and rescue us. Warren Wearsby, a theologian, wrote about this. And he said, the old religions at this time, they were dying. The old philosophies were empty and powerless to change men's lives. Strange new mystery religions were invading the Roman Empire. Religious bankruptcy and spiritual hunger were everywhere. What was happening? He said, God was preparing the world for the arrival of his son. At this time, when Jesus was born, the Roman Empire dominated the ancient world. It was all part of God's plan. It's all part of God's timing. When, when they came into power, what they did is, as you know, they were great builders, and they built, they built roads all throughout the ancient empire. Some of those roads still stand today. I wish they had one on Killian Road, at the bridge. That's a lovely road. But anyway, I digress. So there's all these roads that were spread all throughout, all throughout the ancient Roman Empire. And so, so what did that mean? Well, it made it easy for information to spread all throughout the ancient world. There was the Roman peace that was during this time. So it made it easy, as time went on, for the gospel to quickly spread throughout, throughout all of the ancient world without any trouble whatsoever. So it was the right time for Jesus to be born. When it says, when the completion of time came, that word time is an interesting word. It is the word chronos. It's where we get the word chronology, which is, that speaks of things happening in order. So, So what does that mean in the context of Scripture? Well, it means that when Jesus was born, it was not a random birth. It happened according to God's timing. It happened according to God's order. And that's one of the great things to understand about, about God. God understands what's happening in our world, and He has things on a calendar that He's going through. His hand is involved in His creation. In Acts 17, 26, it says, From one man He has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times and boundaries of where they live. Now, now sometimes we wonder if that's true. Sometimes we wonder, does God know what's going on? You know, whenever we look at all the strife that, that there seems to be in our country and the division and the, and the problems that are happening, the economic situation that we're in, sometimes we wonder, does God even know what's going on? You know, does God even care what's going on? But here's, here's what I really believe. I believe that as we go through those things, we have to work out a time where we begin to understand, I can't fix everything. I can't make things better, I need help. And as we come to the end of ourselves and we begin to look towards God, God is always there at just the right time. That's where the people in the ancient world were at this time. They were like, we are desperate, we need a Savior, and we can't do anything about it. And it was at that time that God sent His Son. Again, verse number 4 tells us very clearly, but when the completion of time came, that's when God sent His Son. Now, we all know that timing is important. It's tremendously important. I, I have a, a, a good example of timing. I was watching a, a show, a, a news show, and they were just as one of those little, I guess, little side stories, kind of interesting story. But there was a couple named Alex and Donna Voutzenas. Alex and Donna Voutzenas actually came across each other's path in 1980. Uh, it's just that they didn't know it at the time. Uh, they ended up getting married in 2002. So in 2002, after they'd been married, they were just sort of looking through some family pictures. And they, they were from different countries. And so they were kind of, which makes it more of an interesting story. You might have read about the story. But as they were looking through the pictures, Don said, yeah, this is the time whenever, uh, back in 1980, whenever I went to Disney World. And so her husband, he picks it up and he's looking at the picture. He sees her there and, you know, she's standing there, you know, with her pigtails. But he looks behind the picture and he notices behind the picture his dad. And he's looking at the picture and he looks down and his dad is holding him. So in 1980, unbeknownst to either one of them, their paths crossed each other. I don't know y'all. I thought this was kind of a cool story. Maybe not. So anyway, their paths crossed each other. Now the question is, why didn't they get? Why didn't they? You know, why didn't they hook up and get married then? Well, when you're three and five, not you know, timing's not right. I was just one good timing. But they met 18 years later, and then they ended up getting married. Why? Because it was then that the timing. Was right. You know, God's always involved in timing. Yeah, God, is, has, God has been involved with timing since the beginning of time. You know, Genesis 1:1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, I read that and I think, why didn't he just go ahead and send Jesus then? I mean, the timing wasn't right. It, it just wasn't time for it. And so that is, that is what, what is so amazing about Christmas. Jesus, uh, Jesus arrived at the right moment when the timing was right. But here's another thing that I want you to see about timing. And how Christmas is all about timing. Jesus' arrival meant provision for people. It was the right time and he came in order to provide. Verse number 4. But when the completion of the time came, God sent a son. Born of a woman, born under the law. You know, ever, ever so often in your life, really in everybody's life, there's going to be an opportunity that's going to arise that you have a chance to take advantage of. And if you take advantage of that opportunity, that opportunity is going to be an opportunity that will transform and change your life. We all have opportunities that come our way that could be difference makers for us. As I was reading about opportunities, I read about Michael Caine. And he is an actor, an English actor, you might be familiar with him, from one of the greatest movies ever, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. And so he was talking about how his career got started. And he said, I was a young, struggling actor. And he said, I was desperate for a job. And he said, so I went to an acting agency. And he said, I was sitting down in the room with two other guys. And these are his words. He says, I was sitting there. There was a a casting director that came out. He said, the man's eyes were so crossed. He said, whenever he looked at us, said, Hey, you stand up. He said, we just all three stood up. And he said, and he said, he was unfazed by it. And he said, call out your chest size. So they all said their chest size. And he said, who said 40? Michael Caine said, I raised my hands. I, I did. He said, What's your inseam? scene? I said, 32. He said, perfect. Come with me. He said, so I walked back with him and he handed me a, a uniform of a policeman, and said, You're going to be a policeman in this next movie. He said, I was so excited about it until I began to realize that I did not get the part because of how good looking I was, or because of what a great actor I was. He said, I just had a body that fit a suit. He said, but it was an opportunity. And I took advantage of it And it changed his life forever Well guys let me tell you something When the timing was right It says when the completion of time came God saw the opportunity What did God do? He sent a son He said the time's right This is a chance for me To change the course of mankind And so he sent Jesus Now what does it mean When the time came to completion? It means it was time now, what did God do when the time was right? He sent His Son. Now, you might say, well, "What? How would that? What, how does that make a difference?" It's because of who Jesus is. You, you know who Jesus is. He is the Son of God. You know, Reed lit a purple candle. You know, that, you, want, you want to know why that, that candle's purple? It's royalty. He's the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords entered into our world, you might say, well, how could a man be the Son of God? Well, Luke 1.35 tells us, it says, the angel replied to her, Mary, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And so what happened is that God sent His Son into our world. He took on flesh. He walked in our shoes so that he could identify with us, so that he could come in order to be a sacrifice for the sinfulness of man, that we might be able to experience eternal life. There've been times when I talk to people, and I'll talk to them, and I'll talk to them about about God and their relationship with God, and they'll, and they'll tell me they'll say, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, me and God are good. We're good. You know, whenever I die, I stand before God. He's going to look at me, and I, he's gonna say, you know, you're a pretty good guy." Let me tell you something. If you think that about yourself, I, just want to, I want to burst your bubble a little bit here. You are not as good as you think. And neither am I. Because none of us are good. We're told in Romans 3.10, there is no one righteous. No, not one. There is no one who does good. That's why we need Jesus. That's why Jesus came here at the right time. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. Why? So that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Without Jesus, the law of God will condemn us all because everybody in this room has broken the law of God. We are hopeless and desperate without God. But at the right time, God sent His Son to be our sacrifice for us. You guys, understand this. Christmas, Christmas is not just a story about a little baby. It's not just a story about, about Mary and Joseph. It's not just a story where we get together and, and we're able to hang out with each other and talk about that story, but just enjoy eating and sharing gifts with each other. Christmas is much bigger than that. It is a miracle and it is the miracle of the moment that gives us hope. That can change your life. It's all about timing. I like at Christmas, I see it's about timing. Jesus arrived at the right moment. Jesus' arrival meant provision for man. And the last thing I see is that Jesus' arrival means this. It means that there are going to be, going to be no more delays. No more delays for us. Verse number 4. Why no more delays? Because when the completion of time Cain, God sent a son, born of a woman, born under the law. Paul was writing to the church in Galatia, and there were some religious leaders that were in this region, and they were telling people, "I said, listen, if, you're, if you really want to be right with God, you got to make sure that you follow God's law. And so in essence, what they were saying is that, listen, Jesus is not enough. You need more than Jesus. You need Jesus, and then you also need to make sure that you follow the law, that you do more good things than bad things. And if you're, if you're a checklist person, you might be attracted to that. If you're a person that likes to, if you wake up in the morning and say, what's my to-do list? And that, that's, it feels good to do that, doesn't it? You know, you know, if you have a church checklist, you know, I've been to church today. It's not even Christmas yet. December 4th, I'm checking that one off. You know, I've, I've, gone, to, I've gone to V Group. I'm going to put some food in that pantry back there. It's gonna, and you kind of go through all those little checklists. It makes you feel good. Because here's the deal: you and I are never good enough to be able to always follow the law of God. You might follow it sometimes, but you're not good enough to follow it all the time. You know t- Take a look at the Ten Commandments. You know, and I, I'm attracted to the Ten Commandments, because I think 10, I got a shot at being able to keep 10 things. But then you look at them, and then you look at what Jesus said. You might feel good about yourself about some of the Ten Commandments. I've never killed anybody. I've never stolen anything. But then Jesus, he just throws a monkey wrench into everything. He says, if you've ever even thought of murdering someone in your mind, you're already guilty of it. I promise you, everybody in here that owns a car is a murderer, right? You thought it before. Jesus said, if you've ever thought in your mind, if you've ever had lust in your heart, Jesus said, you are guilty. Of committing adultery. Now let me tell you something. I can go through that list. And I feel really good about myself. Concerning some of them with the actions. But there's a lot of them I've broken with my mind. And you have too. So what does that mean? It means everybody in this room is guilty. We are in trouble. But that's why Christmas is special. Because the miracle of the moment. Jesus came at the right time. In order to stand in your place. In order to provide you with freedom. In order to give you hope. You see, my, my sinfulness because of Jesus no longer interferes with my relationship with God. My, my, my you know, my, my sinfulness no longer will block me away from God because of Christmas. The debris of sin will not destroy my life. Because of Christmas. You know, when I first started the message, I talked about the precision of, of creation. And I y'all, you know, I'm not I I am not a scientist. I know that does not shock you, but I was I was fascinated when I was reading about this the precision of creation. And you know, we talked about Jupiter and how Jupiter it is the perfect sister planet to Earth. Jupiter is eleven times larger than Earth. If you take all the planets in our solar system and put them together, Jupiter's still bigger. Uh, Jupiter is so big it has 67 moons that orbit around the planet. But the reason why it is such a special planet to us is because of its location. Where it's located, because it's so big that all the, the, the pathway of all the comets and asteroids flows right through Jupiter. And it smashes into Jupiter and it shields Earth from being hit. Scientists have said that our planet would have been hit over 10,000 more times if Jupiter wasn't there, meaning our planet would have been decimated. And then I thought, that's the miracle of Christmas. You see, that's what Jesus is for us. Jesus is the screen. He is the one who stands in front of us to take all the debris of sin to keep us from being decimated by what it does. Now I know there are some people who say, you know what, I, I think I'm going to be okay. You know, I think I'm going to be able to talk my way out of it. Or I think I'm going to, to be able to, to jute my, my way out of position where I don't have to pay the consequences of sin. Guys, let me tell you something. You will pay the consequences of sin. Every man will. Unless you accept the gift that was given on the very first Christmas. that's why i want to encourage you to do something don't don't delay any longer don't delay any longer making a decision about jesus you know anytime you talk to somebody about making a commitment it always makes people nervous you know people like to you know as soon as you say whenever you come up to somebody say i I need a decision from you what's the first thing we do we hem and haul i'm just i'm the same way we hem and haul you know, we come and we talk to you. Uh, you might come to church sometimes. You might get a little bit nervous if somebody says, you know, we, we really, we have a need in our, in our children's area. You know, look, all of a sudden everything becomes really spiritual. Let me pray about that. You know, before I do that. Um, yeah, I'll get back with you in like 70 years. And I'll let you know what I'm going to do. But we like to hem and hall, and we like to delay because we don't want to make a decision. We want it to be open-ended so we can continue to do what we want to do. We can't do that with Jesus. Jesus says, I mean, it, it's time to decide, to make, to make a choice. And we think, well, Lord, let me, let me think about that a little bit longer. Because whenever I, you know, if I'm going to follow you, I want to be all in. You know, I, I, so I need, I need some time to think about that. Or I'll do that later. Guys, here's the deal. You don't know how much time you have left. You know, life is fragile. We're told in James 4.14, you don't even know what tomorrow will bring, what your life will be. For you are like smoke, or other virgins say you're like a fog that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Okay, so if that is true, then now is the time to act. You see, God sent Jesus in the miracle of the moment at just the precise right time so that you would have a chance to make a decision. And for some of you, it is time to quit delaying. It is time to make a decision and choose today to accept the miracle of the moment. To accept following Jesus. Well, listen is what 2 Corinthians 6 2 says. It says, I heard you in an acceptable time and I helped you in the day of salvation. God says, look, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. Guys, now is a time... To surrender our lives to Jesus. Jesus said in Mark 1.15... The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. Miracle of the moment. It's an opportunity that's been put before us. We seize it. You see, there are opportunities that will come your way. That will forever change your life. But this opportunity... There's not one that's any better or bigger. It's time to choose. It's time to follow. It's why we have Christmas. It's why we have the miracle of the moment. Christ the